0: Welcome to another episode of My Bible Thoughts. I'm Pastor Rich, and today we're going to be talking about the transformation of Paul. Have you ever met someone who was so transformed by God that it was hard to believe they were the same person? That's what happened to Paul. He was a fanatical persecutor of Christians, but then he had a dramatic encounter with Jesus Christ that changed his life forever. Let me tell you a little bit about Paul's story. He was born in Tarsus, a city in modern-day Turkey. He was a Pharisee, which means he was a devout Jew who was very committed to the law of God. He believed that Jesus was a false prophet, and he persecuted Christians wherever he found them. One day, Paul was on his way to Damascus to arrest more Christians, but on the way he had a vision of Jesus Christ. Jesus told Paul that he was going to be his instrument to spread the gospel to the Gentiles. Paul was completely transformed by this experience. He went from being a persecutor of Christians to being one of the greatest Christian missionaries of all time. He wrote many of the books of the New Testament, and he traveled all over the world preaching the gospel of Christ. Let's read a passage from the Bible that talks about Paul's transformation. It's in Galatians chapter 1 verses 15 through 16. But when he who had set me apart even from my mother's womb and called me through his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. There are many real-life stories of people like Paul who have been transformed by God. And here's one example. Charles Chuck Colson, a name that many of you might recognize from the pages of history. Chuck Colson was a key player in the Nixon administration during the tumultuous years of Watergate. He was a tough, relentless political strategist, willing to do whatever it took to protect and advance his president's interests. But it was the Watergate scandal itself that would prove to be Chuck Colson's undoing. He was implicated in the dirty tricks and illegal activities that came to light during the investigations. He faced the prospect of prison time, and his reputation lay in tatters. Then, in 1974... Chuck Colson pleaded guilty to obstruction of justice and was sentenced to prison. It was a stunning fall from grace for a man who had wielded immense power and influence in the highest echelons of government. As Chuck Colson entered the bleak world of incarceration, it seemed like his story might end there, a disgraced politician serving time behind bars. But what happened next was nothing short of a miracle. Chuck Colson's time in prison became a turning point in his life. He began to see the suffering and desperation of his fellow inmates, and it stirred something deep within him. He realized there had to be a better way, a way to bring hope and transformation to those trapped in the cycle of crime. It was during this period that Chuck Colson encountered Christianity in a profound way a friend gave him a copy of C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity. Coulson began to explore the teachings of Jesus and found a message of redemption and forgiveness that resonated with him. In 1976, Chuck Coulson made a life-altering decision. He committed his life to Jesus Christ and became a Christian. His transformation was not just spiritual. It was practical and tangible, just like Paul's. He saw the urgent need for a prison reform and the importance of offering inmates a chance at redemption and rehabilitation. After serving his sentence, Chuck Colson founded Prison Fellowship, an organization dedicated to bringing the message of hope and restoration to prisoners and their families. Through his work, he became an advocate for criminal justice reform, emphasizing the value of second chances and the power of faith to change lives. Chuck Colson's journey from being a political operative to a champion of prison reform and faith-based transformation is a testament to the remarkable power of change that can be sparked by a genuine encounter with one's own shortcomings and a profound faith in something greater than oneself, surrendering your life to Christ. (music) Now let's explore the practical application of this journey. One of the most fundamental aspects of Chuck Colson's transformation was his decision to surrender his life to Christ. It's a choice that can be life-altering and is at the heart of Christian faith. So what does it mean to surrender your life to Christ? Surrendering to Jesus means recognizing that there is a higher purpose and a greater plan for your life. It involves acknowledging that you can't control everything and that you need guidance and salvation. In the Bible, we find a powerful verse that encapsulates this idea. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. You see, surrendering your life to Jesus is an act of trust and faith, believing that he knows what's best for you and will lead you on a right path, even when the journey seems uncertain. Another crucial step in Chuck Colson's transformation was the act of confessing his sins and seeking forgiveness. He realized that he needed to address the mistakes and wrongdoings of his past. This process of confession and repentance is often compared to two rails guiding a train headed to heaven. Imagine your spiritual journey as a train on a track. One rail represents repentance, the act of turning away from sin and making a conscious decision to change your ways. And the other rail symbolizes faith, believing in the forgiveness and grace offered by Jesus. Listen to Acts chapter 3, verse 19. It says, Repent, then turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. You see, repentance and faith are inseparable elements of the Christian walk. When you confess your sins, you acknowledge your need for God's forgiveness, and when you exercise faith, you trust that He forgives and restores you. Let's spend some time praying together. Dear Lord, we come to you today to pray for anyone who is listening to this podcast who is struggling with sin or addiction. I know that these are difficult challenges and I ask that you would give them the strength to overcome them. Lord, I pray that you would help them to see the destruction of their sin and that you would give them the desire to change. And I pray that you would break the power of sin in their lives and that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you would give them a new heart and a new mind and that you would help them to live a life that is pleasing to you. And I pray that you would surround them with people who can support them in their journey and that you would give them the hope and courage to keep going. Lord, I know that you are a God of transformation that you would work in the lives of those who are listening to this podcast and I pray that you would transform them from the inside out and that you would make them new creations in Christ. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. I hope this episode has encouraged you to ask God to transform your life. There's nothing greater. There's never a more important decision than to surrender your life to Christ. If you're not sure how to do that, even after listening to this podcast, please reach out to me or a trusted friend or pastor. We would be happy to help you. Thanks for listening, and until next time, be blessed.